0: É
1: Good morning. Good morning. good morning. good morning. Good morning. Do not adjust your screens. Julian Sidney Noodleberg is making his debut on the Noodleberg Daily Huddle. And man,
0: look at those cheeks, man! Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean, cheeks. Say good Incredible. morning. Incredible. Say good morning. Happy
2: hey, Friday, buddy.
0: everyone. Happy Friday. Um, big, big, big shout out to Chris White. Um, show me where Chris is.
1: He is in, uh, so, where, where is he, in North Carolina, in the snow? Uh, Banner Elk. Banner Elk, North Carolina, in the snow, 21 degrees, getting it done.
0: So, so who gets to piss on that snow? <laughs> <laughs> Why is that the thing? Okay. Just, I don't know. I, I, see, I see snow. I, I'm, I'm ready there um jules is speak to him. us okay bye jules say bye bye bye, 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 bye everybody <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine just i want you to imagine 20 years ago uh, or even 10 years ago bringing your kid on the set i mean it would be unheard of it would be a different completely, world it's a different world man crazy 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 um speak to us if you will about um the heart walk and uh so yesterday that was a great day. I have,
1: I have a couple uh, of shout outs. One is to um, the American Heart Walk, Andrew Koenig and that whole crew, Bob Dennison, um, just, you know, again, kicking off another year of fundraising. And it was really great because Jake and I were having, was have, were having a conversation. The idea of being involved with American Heart is so top of mind or should be so top of mind for everybody because you got a real case example in the public eye of how it really happens, right? Like they call it the silent killer. They let you know, you know, there's no real warning signs. Damar Hamlin is exactly that. Now, luckily he's in supreme shape and he's been able to make a full recovery or they think he's going to make a full recovery. But that's really what happens is in the blink of an eye, you go from living your life totally normally to bang, cardiac arrest, something happening with your heart, and so happy to be involved with the American Heart uh, organization. Happy that, you know, Andrew Koenig has, has brought us to that organization and we've been, been able to be a part of it. So it was a great event last night. It was really awesome.
0: One more show. Well, out. you know, um, Presley. Well, well, uh, Elvis Presley's daughter died of cardiac mm. arrest yesterday.
1: That's right. That's right I saw that headline this morning. 54. It's crazy.
0: 54. Look who look who's joining in the huddle. All you got to do is bring the little Bill Braun breast into the into the picture. And
1: uh there's some- <laughs> <him>. <laughs> it's awesome. Robert,
0: Robert,
1: Robert. Who's your final shout out? Uh, to the Ruben Brown crew. So Eric Stringhauser had invited me on to, yeah, and there's Jonathan Ahrens. I got on their morning huddle yesterday. They do it at 9 a.m. Central Time. So it was 10 o'clock for us. I got to spend 30 minutes with them and the focus for them and what they're doing is they're talking about morning routines and the power of morning routines. And so it was really great to get to talk to them about what my morning routine is, what I do, why I do it, how to help them develop a morning routine. There's a bunch of people that were a part of the 4am club in there. So it was just great stuff to be with them. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome don't want to take any time away from our
0: guests this morning let's oh and scotty mcgregor's here look at this man it's huge an amazing morning let's wake up we have some uh, walk-up music for bill and then we're right into it with the chief performance officer for tau hospitality here we go. So here's the lineup. Gotta have walk-up music for our friend Bill Bonbreast, which we do. It's gotta be Motown because Motown's birthday was yesterday. We just never got to it. So we got that, Then we got Huddler in the hot seat music, and then Bill Bonbreast is here ready to go. Give me some Motown. Summer's here and the time, right for in the free.
1: was here there he is is. (laughs) welcome to the noodleberg daily huddle bill
0: so so i
1: gotta tell you the reason why
0: i chose that music is what you and your team get to do for a living is basically dancing in the street you create (laughs) these incredible events so
1: welcome to the party my friend
2: thank you very much thanks for inviting me a lot of glad energy. Glad to here. have
1: you on. Glad to have you here. Would love for you to take the opportunity to share with the Huddle community your story, who you are, where you come from, and how you got to where you are now.
2: Okay. Well, uh, I've been with Tau Group Hospitality since 2005. And the thing I hear is that I'm the tutors at the time. Um, Mark Packer and Rich Wolf. And Rich and I worked together starting in the summer of 1982 for my dad, who was also in the restaurant business and had a place out in East Hampton, Long Island, called The Laundry that opened in the summer of 1980. And Rich and I were in college and uh, we started working there. He was a server, I was a bartender. Neither of us had any experience. My dad. Had- to hire And he hired because lied to experience. So um, it was, uh, we, we started working together there then. And uh, even though I only worked for my dad for two summers, 1982 and 1983, I, um, I he was a great mentor to me and kind of really was the reason that I got into the business because I had grown up around it. And then um, once I started working with the Tao guys in 2005, after doing a bunch of things in between actually the truth is I've only worked for four groups in the last 42 years, Oh wow! not including my dad. I worked for my dad for two summers and then I worked for um, a guy named, named Elio Guattolini, who was my second mentor. And Elio has a restaurant, the restaurant's still there. Elio's passed on 84th and 2nd, which is a fantastic soulful restaurant to the, still to this day. He and his uh, partner Ann Isaac became mentors to me. I lived on the top floor of 16th Avenue, which is the tenement where uh, on 84th and 2nd, where Elios is, and Elios was like a who's who across industry, still is, and uh, it was a great experience. I in the top floor, tell to the restaurant, rang in my apartment. So I answered the phone in the morning, did the reservation book, and then I went down and started setting up the restaurant. And it was, you know, I really cut my teeth there. I stayed there for about six years, and they were my family. And then I went to um, – I had the opportunity to to take my first manager's management job at the 21 Club, which is like a, a still to this day kind of a famed institution on 52nd Street. It's owned by um, – Is his uh,
0: internet breaking up? It's
2: the last two years, but it's institutions.
1: We uh, we had lost you for, we had lost it for a second there, Bill. But we so so you went from the 21 Club to then the Tau group, and you've been with the Tau group now for
2: 18 years? Before I did that, in between Tau and um, uh, in between the 21 club and tau, I had one other assignment, which was this great experience of working with somebody who's our chief Kuhn, uh, who I've worked with since 1992. And he and I were partners, managing partners at the Carmine's restaurant group. So we had a bunch of places and, um, and we were doing that. And then in 2005, I came over to Tao and Ralph came over in 2007. So, Um, We've been working together, and now our company is a lot bigger. The core group of us have worked together for a long time. Um, Noah Tupperberg and Jason Strauss are our co-CEOs, and they are two of the co-founders as well. And uh, Mark and Rich have now sailed off into the sunset. They're on our board, but they, uh, they no longer have an active role in managing the company. And there's a senior leadership team, including myself, that's uh, laser focused on growing our business. So your, your title
1: chief performance officer really resonates with me because I love the word performance, my background in college football coaching, that really rings a bell for me, but I would love to know how you define performance in terms of hospitality in terms of customer service what does that really mean for you inside of the Tao group
2: or with your unbelievable experience what does performance mean so i spend my entire time laser focused on two things number one the guest experience because the guest experience is what differentiates us always It's also true that the guest experience can never exceed the team member's experience. It's a mathematical impossibility. It's like an algebraic equation. If we do a great job taking care of the crew, they'll do a great job taking care of the guests. That's the way it works. It's the only way it works. So I don't do anything else but stay focused on the guest experience and focused on the team member experience. How can I bring value to enhancing both of those things? So I I have to think in, in my mind,
1: just thinking about it, the guest experience inside of a restaurant is extremely different than a team member experience inside of a restaurant. So how do you how do you ensure that that team member experience is something that's better than maybe one of the best restaurants in the entire world?
2: Well, if we're doing the right work, it shouldn't be any different because the the common denominator should be, I'll quote Maya Angelou, I've learned that people will forget what you did to them. People will forget what you said to them. But people will never forget how you made them feel. (laughs) So So if we're doing a good job making our team members feel appreciated, valued. Like there's an opportunity for a career path in the hospitality industry to flourish and grow. And and we'll do our part to help develop you to be your personal best. You've got to do your part and suit up and show up every day and keep keep following direction and listening and learning all those things. But we'll do our part and make sure that you are valued, you're appreciated, you're loved, you're taken care of, all those things. So I have to ask then if, if, you know, you're trying
1: to create this unbelievable team member experience from what I know about the hospitality business right now and from what happened during the pandemic, it's been very hard to, number one, stay staffed, but then staff with quality people who have that kind of mindset, who want to show up, who want to learn, who want to grow, who have that, you know, that drive to do what, what you're asking them to do. How has it been trying to ensure that you're delivering that in order to create a great guest experience with
2: this obstacle of, you know, staffing with people and hiring? Never been more challenging, gotta get real. Never, ever, you know, the the hospitality industry has had a mass exodus. There's a much more limited pool of um, interested participants, you know, team members who really want to uh, work hard, strive, grow, learn, stretch, all those things. And at the same time, my experience has been over 40 years that good people attract good people. So if we can identify people who already believe what we believe you know then then we're we're 90% there it's impossible to make a great server or a great bartender a good person it's very easy to make a good person a great bartender or a great line cook
1: So that's really interesting. And I love what you said there, because that then tells me that you guys in your hiring process are looking more into the kind of person that someone is and not necessarily the experience they've had in being a server, in being a hostess, in being a bartender. So have you guys tried to change a little bit in the way you're hiring and the way you're trying to attract people
2: to do a better job of uncovering who people are? 100%. 100%. Well, right now, we're implementing a behavioral-based interviewing training for all of our leadership team. And what that looks like is, you know, the best indication for someone's future behavior is their past behavior. So sure. if we can get a candidate for any job to talk about what they did, what, what they thought, and what they said in any specific scenario. By the way, the scenario is definitely going to come up Today's Friday, there are going to be scenarios that are going to come up today that are easy to ask specific behavioral-based questions about, no matter what position that you're coming into. That's what we we hire hard, we manage easy, and we fire fast. Oh,
1: I love that. I love that. Hire hard, manage easy, fire fast. Three very good nuggets. Dad, you have something?
0: Well, you know, Jay, who was in the hot seat last week, asked a great question. I know the answer just in two weeks of working with his team. But, uh, you know, with the generation gap between management and labor, how do you connect with your young team members? I want to hear your answer. And then I'm going to give you my perspective as an outsider.
2: Listen, first of all, I'm looking, I'm 62 years old. The, The most exciting thing about what I do is that I learn and stretch every day. So yesterday, Jay, I'll answer the question this way. Yesterday, I had a second interview uh, with a 22 year old kid who's studying at the University of Michigan. He, um, he's passionate about food. He doesn't necessarily know whether, what he wants to do his first job. He got connected to me through a family member I said, yes, I'm happy to talk to this kid. Um, he's, he gave me a recommend. So our com- first conversation was two weeks ago. And I said, well, give me an example of a great guest experience that you've had in any restaurant your entire life. And he goes, well, I was home over the holidays and my mom took me down to this little place called Rosella's on the Lower East Side. By the way, 22 seats, one of the most soulful personal restaurants I've ever been to. One of the best guest experiences and greatest example of gracious hospitality out there. Don't miss it if you're in New York and you get to New York on the Lower East Side, Rosella's. And um, so he told me about Rosella's. I, I said, what was great about it, he told me. And uh, I went there two nights ago. I, I, I mean, just gave, I just told you what my experience was like. I connected with the chef and owner. I thanked him for, for doing what he does. And I'll share the story about the touch points during that meal with our entire crew over the next, you know, you know several days and several weeks. I've already sent it out. I've already sent notes to a few people. I went to t- uptown for dinner. I told them about it last night. Um, but to get back to answering your question, Jay, this 22-year-old, I told him. You know, he asked me what to do. I said, listen, don't worry about what your first job is. Spend the next time over the next, the next couple of months between now and when you graduate and ask yourself five questions. Who am I? What do I want? What's my purpose? What are my unique talents and gifts? Who can I help? Don't worry about answering those (laughs) questions. Just let the universe produce the answers. Write down in a notebook everything that you think just stream of consciousness, 10 minutes a day after you ask yourself those questions. You know, anything that's on your mind about work, about anything else. To make a long story short, this kid, I think he'll end up in our camp. If he doesn't, I'll help him get to the right place for him in the right job because he's somebody who's passionate about what we do doesn't know exactly what 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 role to take on he's a little hesitant to go the chef's route because he doesn't want to spend all of his time in the kitchen um and i uh, like the way that i think that i stay connected to what young people want is i actually interact with them all day long. One of the smartest people that I work with is the person who we just created a different role for. She was in one role and I needed some help on getting a a reservations part of our guest experience dialed in and improved. And so we put her in charge of that. And um, my job is to recognize where their pockets of excellence in our system because we now we have 71 branded locations, which is nothing that when I was sitting, answering the phone at Elio's and taking people's reservations 42 years ago, I ever imagined, believe me, <laughs> not, not on my agenda, but that's the reality. And um, and so I needed Nicole who's 25 and um, really laser, like super smart and, tons of energy and can't do enough i needed some help on how to make that that part of our guest experience better i turned to her we asked we said you know you're no longer in the training team we're taking you and we're putting you in a new role you're going to work in a triad with myself the coo and and you and we're going to focus just on the on the coo is a guy named paul goldstein who i've mentored for the last 12 years or so. We've been um, really close uh, colleagues. Now we mentor each other, quite frankly. And, um, and he's our COO. He stepped into that role when I stepped into the role as chief performance officer. And uh, that's what we do. But we, we get a lot of people who refer their kids and grandchildren to us. And we take those people and say, okay, who are you? What do you want to do? Let's go. And um, or oh, we find a lot of our best people that way. So I have just one for
1: that you can have. Wait, a wait, yeah. wait, wait. So
0: so for me, experiencing the team, you know, in a training, learning opportunity, um, you know, we set up the call. I'm working with the New York office. There's six or seven people on the special events team. And Bill shows up to the call and he says to the rest of the team, I'm doing this with you. I'm going for the journey just like you. And if I could do it, you could do it. And that's the kind of leadership that is missing. It's like, I'm not pushing this down on you guys. I'm jumping in the pool and I'm going to swim at 62. I'm going to outswim you. You know, it was fantastic. And he's been posting every day and doing it. And so in yesterday's call, they were kind of shamed. You know, he has a young, vibrant team. And they were like, look at Bill he's doing it. So, you know, that's the kind of involvement that, you know, that's where people get engaged and we called it reverse mentoring. You know, he's learning from them. They're learning from him.
1: Those are wonderful cultures. So uh, continue. On I, have a, so. I just have one question because th- this kid got referred to you through a family friend yeah. network is your net worth, right? Like just the way the world operates. Yeah. But if you're active on LinkedIn If this young 22-year-old who was coming out of the University of Michigan had leveraged LinkedIn to find you and sent you a connection request with that exact message in it, I'm passionate about food, I had this great experience, I believe that you are somebody who could possibly help me, would you spend 15 minutes with me? Would you answer that? Yes, every day. thousand percent, right? Yet nobody is training our college graduates to do that.
2: It's unbelievable to me. You know what he said to me yesterday? This was really interesting. He said, I feel so nervous. I feel like I should be doing something because all my friends are already signing up with headhunters and doing it. I said, stop. (laughs) Slow down. Get a notebook (laughs) and write for 15 minutes every day, 10, 15 minutes every day. Spend five minutes getting quiet. Ask yourself these five questions. Spend 10 minutes writing. Stream of consciousness. I don't care what you write. You don't even need to be able to read it. Just write it. You'll figure it out. It'll come to you. (laughs) I feel sorry
1: for whoever has to come on the show next week because uh, it has been two unbelievable weeks in a row. You dropped some unbelievable nuggets for people. I know I'm going to go back and make sure that I write the notes down from this one just like I did with Jay's. I'm going to give you one more opportunity. If there is one thing – that every huddler needs to know about
2: Bill Brombreast. what is it? What is it? Yeah, love is all you need. <laughs> <laughs> Beatles <laughs> said it, man. They sang it. That's it. Fantastic. All you need is love, man. All you need Bill, is love. Bill, thank man. you love.
1: so much for joining the Noodleberg Huddle. Thank you so much for being in the huddler hot seat. It's a great way to end the week everybody go get after it. Have a great weekend. We will see you on Monday. Let's get down to business.
0: Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. My friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business.